We are back with another episode of Subject to Change. Welcome back, guys. What episode Welcome are we back. on? Episode 35. 35. 35. 35 and counting. Jesus, that's over 35 hours that we've been doing this. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Average, average. Yeah. About 35 hours. Give or take. Woo! Think of all the work we do in the background. All the work, you know? man. All, all the, the five minutes of preparation that we oh, do every time. Yeah, like a solid five minutes of preparation. Mm. A solid five minutes that you do a preparation. <laughs> I've been getting better at setting up the equipment, so, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning how to Yeah, do you did a really good job today. How to do this. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, that was so nice turning up and it's all just done. I, yeah. like, I even turned up early because I was like, oh, Get it early, get in there, get it Man's busy up. today, we're busy. I was like, Jesus. Booked and busy, so we haven't got time to mess about. Um, um, but yes, if this is your first time listening to Subject to Change, we are two dudes who don't actually have a clue what we're talking about most of the time. A couple of unqualified therapists. Yes, but we but we wing it, and people seem to be um, enjoying the experience as, as we've been going for about a year and a half my name is Dwayne this is this my name is Dan and if you want some advice off two guys with a shit track record of dating and relationships great, then yeah then like tune in you know tune in for some unasked for opinions but anyway Dan how's your week been I'm sure you're in a good mood today you look lighter I'm in a very good mood today mate I'm in a very good mood today it is it's 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 a good day for a good day. And you're going to say that. Um, no, I'm in a very good mood today, mate. What about yourself? It's good to be here. Um, yes, I'm very content. Thanks for having me on, you know, every single fortnight. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute you pleasure. Are. The reoccurring guest. I um, should have another guest on at some stage. Yeah, I know. It's, it's an honor to be here. I really appreciate that you taking the time to, to be with me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm great, mate. Been busy. Booked and busy. But great. Cannot complain. Also, um, yeah. Also feeling light. Yeah, also light. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Got some serotonin going through me. You today. got your Invisalign in? I do. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to take it out, but I just forgot. And now I'm not going to do it now because I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't talk with the men. Uh, I'm all right with it. These ones are like, it's, yeah, these ones are fine. I think sometimes it's a bit hard, but I'm not really lisping that Yeah, much. I feel like I have a lisp when I, yeah. when I had the men. So I, I like it looks quite nice in the Invisalign as well because it's like they're a lot more straighter. So any kind of like dents at the bottom of the teeth, you can't really like Your see. Your teeth look yeah. white. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm going to yeah. get whitening with it as, uh, oh. at the end. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be whitening. going to do a couple of comp bonding. Yeah, get that Hollywood smile. Because I heard the more you fix on the outside, the happier you'll be on the inside. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, we'll 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 cut that. That's like a little snippet that we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. the Ex- more you spend on the outside, the happier you'll be on the inside. Love a bit of external validation. Oh, mate, it's it's oh. it's for the long haul. That's that is what a creme de la creme. Yeah, it's for the long term satisfaction. Mm. That's why I do okay. it. The external shit that you work on. Perfect. Yeah. Well, today. Today, mate. What are we going to talk about? Today? What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about. Actually, first of all, um, follow us on all our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So we've got TikTok, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got YouTube. YouTube. We've got all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Um, give us five-star ratings on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Give us five-star ratings on Apple. And if you are watching or listening on Spotify, oh, sorry, if you're listening to Spotify, you can obviously now watch the full episode. And that should be available in the bottom right corner if you look on your phone. Or if you're on a computer, you can also watch them there. So thank you very much. Mm. And we'll give you five seconds to go and do any of the above that we've just forementioned. So.
and we're back. Welcome back. Um, so today we are going to be talking about the keys <coughs> to a strong relationship. What are the keys to a strong relationship? And we have about five key pillars that we feel are the keys to a strong relationship. Um, and if you're able to do these well, I feel as if that relationship could be... Prosper. Yeah, I like that word. Could prosper. Could maybe go the long haul. Like could it. be deathbed together, kind of bicentennial man, kind of thing. <laughs> Seen bicentennial man? No. Oh, is that with Robin Williams? Robin Williams. That's old school. Yeah. That's a fucking classic, man. But obviously, he turns into human, and they both die in their deathbed cool. together. That's very cool. Yeah, that's it's a, very, a great film. They turn it from a robot to, to, that to is, a human. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah, that's a great film. Yeah. So we're thinking bicentennial man kind of death, where you die in the deathbed together. The bicentennial man. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, name for this for episode. This episode. Ooh. I don't know if many people get that though. The generation, generational, I think and those people aren't in the movies. Like Bobby our demographic and me. is, I don't know what our demographic is. Yeah, our demographics like mid twenties to forties. Mid twenties to forties. Okay, yeah. like men, we get a lot of females. It's like fifty fifty. Oh, it's fifty fifty now. Yes. When I looked, it was like seventy percent females. Yeah, it's like fifty. It's like pretty much like, like wow. equal now. I checked the other day, which is pretty yeah, good. Fair. You want both? We haven't had we haven't had Drew Afulo coming after us either yet, which is. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. have attempted a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> she hasn't. Feel I know. free. Feel free. We haven't said anything bad nah. enough for her to like de- deem yeah. it like yeah. attackable. Bring it on. Feel free. Give I'm us the clout, mate. <laughs> but uh, yes, we were talking about the keys to a strong relationship. Um. So Daniel, give me one. The keys to a strong relationship. Give me oh, one. Do you know what? I've been round the roundabout, mate, and I've been through been through the wars. And I'd say from my years of experience, mm. knowledge, education, and self-development, all, almost all 30 of them in, in about a week's time. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the key things to a relationship, I'd say, is like self-reflection. Okay. I'd say it's a really important thing because I think if you're with someone, maybe not self-reflection, self-awareness, mm. but if you're with someone who's like very self-aware of their actions their like faults, their issues, what they need to work on. I think it's super beneficial because it means you're going into a relationship with someone where you're not going to be dragging through, dragging them through every single situation you're going through. But it's like, you know, if they're self-aware of it, they're going to work on it as well. And it's also being with someone where they're self-aware enough that you can tell them as well about something that could potentially be worked on. And you know that you're not going to meet like, um, uh, abrasiveness mm. or like aggression or defensiveness or anything like that. So I would say self-awareness is like a, a really key thing. A hundred percent. I do think, yeah, the self-awareness thing. And again, also <clears throat> being accountable to yourself and accountable to your own emotions. Um, and then I'll piggyback off what you said, whenever you're able to, I guess, bring an issue to your partner and they're able to, to listen, to understand, and not listen to respond mm. in terms of what you've said to them is like a massive thing. And I think people kind of underestimate how important it is to be somewhat self-aware um, of, I guess, who you are, your your triggers, um, your needs and your wants, because that is like no one knows you as well as you do. Mm. And 
in order for a relationship to flourish, you need to, to some degree, know enough about yourself so that when an issue does arise, you're able to articulate and and explain that to your partner whenever, I guess, some sort of, I guess, conflict arises. Because a lot of times, again, it comes down to being aware of your traumas and all the shit that you've been through and how they can affect you today. A lot of the times people are maybe getting into these arguments with their partners and they don't have a clue why they're getting triggered by their partner. Why they're getting triggered by their partner, I guess, going out on a Friday night and then not messaging them until 1am. It's just like, why am I getting annoyed at that? And it's probably because your last boyfriend or your last girlfriend did that and you found out they were cheating. You know what I mean? Even just like small little changes to your self-awareness like that has a massive impact impact on your relationship because for example if you do end up with a new partner and they do go out and they don't message until 1am instead of you getting so pissed off and like going in and they're like why are you getting so annoyed at me like i'm sorry i'm home you are then able to then go to them and say look you not messaging me at 1am made me feel really uncomfortable and this is the reason why I felt this way because my last boyfriend or my last <coughs> girlfriend went out nights during the week or nights and weekends. I didn't hear from them at 1am and then I found out a month later that they were actually cheating on me. Mm. So just by having that level of self-awareness and understanding of how your feelings are mm. will have a major impact on how you you are able to actually navigate through any conflict that you are in with your partner. I'd say it's like super helpful as well because like even if like you're an anxious uh, attached uh, or like avoidantly attached, it's not necessarily like a the be all and end all. But as long as like you know that those are some tendencies that you have, you can then like look out for them. And when it does happen, instead of being reactive, you can be... Um, whatever the opposite of that would be. <laughs> I just like lost the word there. Instead of being like reactive. Proactive. Proactive, sorry. Yeah, there we go. So I, I could see your yeah. brain do it over time. It's like, yeah. what's the opposite of reactive? And I was like, fucking reactive. I could feel what gets to the end of the sentence. And you're like, like, I've got fuck, no I'm idea sure. what's coming here. Uh, I'll say, I could see it in your I'll, face. I'll say that again because it it's giving me the content then, but it, you know, being able to, being able to whatever the opposite of the reactive is. Oh, look, for anyone who thinks we're thick as fuck, we've got all these books here. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're watching, we've got loads of books. We're well... Like, it's not painted either. They are, yeah, they they're are actually real. real. But yeah, it's yeah. real. But, and they have got pages in them as With well. With words. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real word. Uh, but it is really handy because even if you know like you're an avoidant attached or an anxious attached, knowing these things about you means instead of being reactive, mm. you can be proactive. So it just means that like before it happens, yeah, you can just like instead of being on the back foot, you can just handle it straight up, which 100%. is going to be so beneficial just knowing yourself. And even is, on um, <coughs> um, on touching on the attachment style, I think another important key to a strong relationship is actually knowing your partner's attachment style. Yeah. I think if you're aware that your partner's anxious or you're aware that your partner... We're only going to touch on anxious and, and avoidant because obviously if you're secure, like... Couple of secure alpha dogs like ourselves. Yeah, you're 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 pretty you're pretty sweet when you're like fully secure. Like that's that's great. But if you're aware that your partner's attachment style is anxious or your partner's attachment style is avoidant, like that is gonna have like for me now. If I had known about attachment styles a few years ago, Mm. I think a lot of relationships or a lot of I guess situationships that I would have had at the time probably would have turned out so so differently could have probably been successful Mm. you never know or not like you don't know but even for me with my last girlfriend like she 
she was like anxious and avoidant. So like certain tendencies that she would portray, I couldn't understand like why mm. she was getting on the way she was. Mm. But I think now after reading the book Attached, reading reading a lot more about it after after um reading the the book Attached, understanding when my partner's anxious is massive because I now know how to navigate that situation. Mm. I now know how okay they're feeling this way what can I do to ensure that they don't feel anxious anymore? Mm. Is it something that I'm doing or is it just, are they just feeling anxious because they're maybe overthinking a situation, but now it's my, my job to an extent because as much as your own feelings are your own issue, when you are in, in a partnership with someone, you also are somewhat responsible mm. for how they feel as well. And so now that I'm aware of being attached and if you are now aware of what your partner is, I think, addressing them when they bring something to you from an anxious standpoint or an avoidance standpoint is so important to then being able to kind of like bring them back down to a level where they're not feeling i was um i was talking to my housemate about this earlier but he's like a he's like a he would say he's like an avoidant attached and his ex was like anxious and at the time when they ended there was like because you know it didn't work there was a lot of like toxicity around the situation mm. but now we had a chat like this morning about it and you know i was saying what we were going to talk about today and one of the things is being able to handle or for next time being able to handle someone else's attachment style mm. and um he was saying that because he's avoidantly attached and his ex was uh, anxiously attached before he didn't know how to handle it but knowing what he would know now it's like you can still be with that person but it's knowing how to tailor towards yes, it. Yes, 100%. So, so, so it comes to that whole thing like, you know, understanding that you just sending that one message or if you're not able to speak to them all day because you're going to be busy, just like, hey, Let by the way, know. I'm going to be super busy but I will mess you later on when I'm finished with like X, mm. Y, Z and it just gives them the peace of it's mind. It's such simple it's, things it's, like it's a, really a text message that like that, that makes a massive, yeah. it might seem like so <laughs> minuscule and tiny but just something as, as a text message, just let them know by the way, sorry, I've messaged all day. I'm busy. I'll I'll mm. call you later. Done. Anxious, anxious yeah, tendencies done. done yeah. Like even in the book attached, it talks it talks about that to an extent where you could be with a partner who is anxious, but you're so busy at work. You could be in, let's say, you're a doctor and you're just busy flat out all day, and your partner tries to call you, but you can't answer the phone call. That partner who's anxious will start overthinking yeah. everything. But what if you're, but if you know you're with an anxious person and you see that they're calling, you're like, oh, me probably not being in touch with her or him for the past five hours is probably gonna make them feel really anxious. Pick up the phone. Hey, I got your phone call. Can I call you later? I'm busy at work. Done. And that just completely just cuts out any kind of anxious tendencies they may have just by doing those small little simple things. Even just giving them reassurance as well that you're probably still into them as much as you were last week or last month and paying them compliments, just small little things like that, mm. like have a massive effect on keeping that relationship strong. 100%. I think it just takes time to understand that as well. Oh like, yeah. You're never going to just like, un you know, be perfect at it and just be great like the first time, but just, you know, every single day working on those like one percenters and just getting a bit more of an understanding. Mm. I also think um, another part about like a key to a strong relationship is I think spending time apart. Yeah, massively. I think there are so many people where they get into is that is he is he he doesn't usually bark. This is what's happening? Is there a burglar? I say you tell him, mate. Um 
Yeah, so I was going to say um, a really important factor about being in a relationship and a healthy one is being able to spend time apart because mm. there are so many people and I definitely have been there before where it's like you start a new relationship and it's like all of your time, energy and effort is then given to that person and mm. it's almost like you give up your whole life and you become you end up becoming very codependent your happiness is based on that person that person's happiness is based on you and it's like the whole point of a relationship and how to be your happiest is your priority should be you their priority should be them so they can bring their best self to the relationship and you can bring your best self to the 100%. relationship so you know having time apart is massive because you also then like build more like fondness for each other having that time mm. apart you have more to talk about you miss them more you have that time to feel like what it's like when they're not there mm. and that can be hugely attractive as well you know because when you do spend time with that person you've got so much more to like bring to it 100 percent. i do think and as much as whenever as much whenever you're really into someone you want to be around them all the time mm. um and it might be hard to to have that time apart but like that time apart is so important for your growth and i think even having that time apart, like you said, it gives you time to reflect on the relationship and it gives you time to even appreciate the relationship because if you're constantly around that person, <clears throat> like there's no, there's no... You don't have time to soak in. Yeah, soak there's, in there's, no, like. there's no physical room and there's no emotional yeah. room and no mental room for you to even like sit back and think about the time that you did spend with them Yeah, and think, oh my God, that was fun. Like if you if you go on a holiday with a part, if you're living with them, different, whatever. Well, they're still they're but still even, even if you live e with them, they're but still even like if, yeah. yeah. But even like the yeah the proximity the proximity aspect. But like if you think about going away on a holiday with a partner, and you probably spend four days a week together, mm. and you come home, you spend time apart. Like that little time apart gets gives you the opportunity to sit back, reflect. Mm on how it was, what were the conversations like, mm. what was just the times in silence like, all that time that you get when you're apart to think, like allows you to work out whether you actually really like the person for one, mm. work out um, the future, work out what you want to do next, like it gives you that breathing room to actually figure out how well the relationship actually is like think, how good the relationship is so i think um, there was a video i saw ages ago from like jason capital you know that like yeah, public, yeah, yeah public speaker guy yeah and he was like um even if you live with your partner don't always just be in the same room as each other like 24 7 you're going to spend all this time with each other but have time apart it's like having your own room in like the, the flat the apartment to like have your own kind of space because if you're always spending every moment of every day with each other you do you will eventually become more like friends mm. and all these different areas start like blending in yeah it's good to have like some of these things separated so you can like feel the different elements of the relationship and also it's so easy whenever you're in love with someone or completely besotted by someone that whenever you spend all that time together, it's so easy to lose yourself as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's so, it's so easy to be completely on top of each other that you start maybe molding yourself around them, depending on whatever the relationship relationship dynamic is. It's, it's so easy to end up molding yourself around each other. So again, whenever you do have that time apart, it allows you to ensure that you are taking time to self-reflect into who you are and what you want mm. and what you need instead of maybe potentially changing yourself to be who you think they want and who do you think they need. You know what I mean? Yeah, massively. Um, do you have another key? Let me have a look at my notes. 
You don't have any notes. I do have notes. Do you have another one? <laughs> um, I think honest and open communication. You love this one because you want to tell your partner everything and anything about you. Yeah, I think so. I've got like massively and, you know, I have done in my life a lot of stupid, dodgy, idiotic things that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of. It's It's who I am. But I kind of like, <clears throat> I kind of like want them to know these things because I'm I'm always like you know, if that person knows that about me and they're still willing to be with me and not judge me, that's going to be something for the long haul. <laughs> yeah. And if I have to think for a moment that that person is going to think differently of me, well then that person isn't really going to like the real person of who I am. Mm. And if I have to color certain areas of my life with a shade of grey, well then again I'm not really being myself, and it means that. I have to be cautious when they're around my friends or around other people, what those people are going to say. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to have to feel like that. I don't want to have to feel like there's ever going to be anything that, you know, I have to be cautious of, you know, obviously lads chat, lads chat, how we talk is, you know, it's not how we talk in front of like, you know, the misses and, you know, like, you know, other people, but in terms of stories and stuff that happens, it's like, that's a part of my life and a part of who I am. And, if that person's going to be with me, you know, let's really push the boundaries and, you know, toe fuck the line and see how comfortable they are. And, and if, look, they don't like that, well, then it's probably not going to work out mm. anyway. And if you have to not tell them a certain thing about you just to keep them around, they're probably not going to like you anyway. So, you know, and uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think open and an honest communication is very important i feel like you should be with someone who you feel like you can mm. tell anything to mm. um but i think it's very nuanced as well and there's like a caveat to that because i think there is a level of a of a relationship where you want to tell your partner everything but also you need to be aware of whether your partner is ready to receive the information that you're willing to give. Yeah, you got to read the room as well. Yeah, you got to read the room. So I guess, because I was actually speaking to my hairdresser, and she's a um, psychotherapist as well, and she was talking about how she has relationships where she may be feeling a certain way about the relationship, and I'm just like, oh, why not just speak to him, or why not speak to her? And she's like, well, because it's not their issue, it's it's mine. It's just like what because for her, that's slightly different. Yeah, but that, that's but you know, different. but but for for example, if you have something about yourself that you would like to tell your partner at some stage, and you're kind of like going back and forth and whether you want to tell them, it's like first you need to figure out what do you expect from them whenever they whenever you tell them this thing. So. What do you want, like remorse? Do you want love? Do you want, I don't know, help? Like, it depends what the situation is. Mm. So, I think understanding what you need from that partner when you give them the information is so important because some people, as much as they may love you, some people won't be able to, I guess, either understand or even be ready to receive certain bits of information that you're willing to give them. So, I think it's so important to to be aware of that and like i guess for her she was like if they she says sometimes i don't bring it to them because it's probably a case where they're not ready to receive it and i was like oh but how do you know and she's like well 
I've brought up things that if they wanted to know more, they'd ask more questions. And you've probably you've been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the being able to read the room as well. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, that's completely fair. I guess you may have things you want to tell people, but if you don't feel as if they are ready to receive, then it's not really fair on them for you to give that information. And then if they don't react in the way that you expect them to, when you give it to them, you can't like, yeah, you can't be butthurt about it. You, you can't be I mean? butthurt, but it also might like reshift your perspective by being able to like see how that person reacts, you know? But also can you, why should it reshift your perspective based on what you create in your head of how you wanted them to react? It's not that, but if you tell someone something and if they react negatively or it changes... Oh, well, not necessarily negatively. Yeah, yeah I'm saying based on that. If yeah. they react negatively and it changes their opinion of you, well, then you go, okay, well, maybe my oh, yeah, if they change, expectation oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of who yeah, I yeah. thought they were yeah, yeah, yeah. and the reality, yeah. maybe they're not like... Yeah, if they're changing their opinion on you as a person, is that that's completely fair. But in terms of like their reaction and maybe not no, that, not fair. yeah that's yeah, fair that's fair yeah i was that, like that's a bloody good point yeah that's a very fair point and i think so i'm yeah, just not going to tell anyone anything yeah exactly i'm just going to bury everything <laughs> just deep down deep down <laughs> i think you also you have to be good at like reading the room as well and like you know i think she's right in what she said in terms of like if they wanted to know more they would ask more yeah and you can pick up what that person's like you know you can put down like breadcrumbs almost mm. and you see how that person like reacts to it yeah if they're going to ask questions or dive into it you can also get a sense of what that person is like as mm. well and how much of an investment they are involved mm. yeah i do think i think the communication thing is massive and, and it may sound easy mm. like oh it's just you just talk to people. but like you have all these small moments where it's yeah, like you'll it's be so like oh hard. i just won't tell them that yeah and people don't realize but it's like those one percenters add up mm. and before you know it you've built a habit where it's like you're always assessing whether it's like that's nah, probably something they don't need to know yeah and i think if you're just always someone that tries to be open you'll just build just an easy smooth flow of just like honesty communication it just becomes second nature yeah it's like well fuck it you know let's just tell them and let, i do think let it's, the chips fall where they may yeah and i do think it's really important to learn whenever you're in a relationship to learn how to express yourself with your partner with the trust that they're going to receive it in the best way possible Mm. but also in the flip side it's also important for you as the partner receiving that you create an environment that is that where they feel safe to actually bring that issue to you you know what i mean even if some of those stories were debaucherous and shameful she obviously gave you some like a safe space to tell her you're probably excited to, to Bloody tell them. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. So then I look at their reaction. I'm like, First date. Oh, by the way, I want to yeah, tell you this. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to find this so funny. I'm like, sweet. You're not reacting how I thought you'd react. Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> but yeah, the foundation of a strong relationship is is the ability to share your thoughts and your feelings freely without fear of judgment. Mm. You know I, mean? I, I think that creates so much room for like development as well. Because if you feel that you can be your most comfortable self, it gives you so much room for growth mm. and if you're not able to do that i feel like you become very stunted yeah and the relationship is probably gonna not work out if you're if you haven't been given or if you haven't created that environment for for your partner but i think one also important one is to learn the love language yeah i think learning their love language can and you know to do that you have to understand different love languages and understand what triggers they have and mm. you know what tendencies they have but i think knowing that yeah it's massive because you know in any kind of dating environment first date second date long-term relationship mm. situationship understanding why people may react a certain way instead of you like building a narrative or an opinion of 
what that person is like. You just come to it with more empathy mm. and understanding. And that can be huge because it can make that person more comfortable, make them like bring down their walls and, you know, just become more open because they feel they can be more open with you yeah. and be themselves more. And that can also lead them to developing themselves more mm-hmm. and working on themselves more. The fact that they can be more open with you. And yeah. I think, I think what people get wrong with love languages is that, yeah, you have your physical touch, you have your quality time, you have your words of affirmation, you have your gifts, you have all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think what people get wrong about love languages Oh, is... I was thinking of attachment style. Sorry, when I went off on that tangent. Oh, were love you? Lang- yeah, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> love languages, yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'll just carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I was like, oh, that's not the same. <laughs> I think what people get wrong so often is that they have a love language of physical touch and they then think that the way to love their partner is, is their by love language, love language. Yeah. but i think it's so important for people to realize whenever you're with someone you don't love them in the way that you want to be loved you love them the way that they want to be loved so if your love language is physical touch that's great but if your partner's is words of affirmation and physical touch is like at the bottom of her list you need to know you, how to speak yeah, to that yeah you can't be giving your partner physical touch every single day but then not telling them how good they look mm. or how much you appreciate them. Because as much as, yeah, everyone likes to be touched, or to a degree, not everyone likes to be touched. Um, If you're not able to give them their love language, the one that's at the top of their list, then you're you're failing miserably. Yeah, 100%. Massively. Like, miserably. I think I used to do that in my last relationship as well. I just thought, you know, my love language would be the way that I would speak to them. But, you know, even though they reiterated loads of times mm. where it's like, that's not theirs took a while to really understand yeah. it's like but it's know, hard though it is hard yeah. it is hard because it's just your natural thing it's you mm. know if you've been on your own especially for a while as well all you're used to doing is doing things your way yeah and you like to do things and it takes just a bit of an understanding and you're right there mate it takes a bit of an understanding and practice <laughs> she's chasing his tail a bit of an understanding and practice to just put that into place and mm. just even if you do it like even if you just notice it and register it in really small things, just every now and then, it just it, again, it will just build up into like a, a bit more of a habit of mm. thinking of others, you know? And some yeah. people are just naturally good, naturally better at thinking about themselves first. And I think I fall very easily into that category. Yeah. And it just takes practice of like thinking of other people and how you can, you know, appease to that part. Oh, 100%. And I think the idea of loving your partner the way they want to be loved I think doing that is within the hope that they're also going to love you the way that you want to be loved. Mm. So it's not like if you're if if your love language is physical touch and that's how you want to give it but you're like no 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 I need to give words of affirmation with your partner knowing that yours is physical touch if you've chosen the right person and they are aware of of that mm. then the hope is that they will then love you back with physical touch mm. as you then love them with words of affirmation mm. and that's kind of like the duality when it comes to relationship it's like a, a nice balance because you can't really if it's not balanced then that's where the, the there's usually an issue if you're constantly giving them their words of affirmation but then you're not getting the physical touch from them well as in they're not approaching you with the physical touch without you going first that's when there's like the imbalance and the unhappiness arises. Like I'm giving her everything she needs or him everything he needs, but I don't feel as if it's being returned. And they might be thinking that they're doing it because they're probably giving you love in the way that they want to be loved. 
but then that's not really doing it for you because that's not the way that you need yeah, to be low. For them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think your like love languages have changed? Um the way yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I used to give and receive love with words of affirmation. Mm. Um but now I barely give words of affirmation whether it's in friendships or <laughs> or even like romantic relationships something i'm working on because i'm aware of it and uh, but yeah words of affirmation it, got, it came to remember we touched on it in love bomb and like yeah. i used to use word of affirmation to mm. try and like fast track that relationship so that people like really know i'm into them whereas now like that's like i like words given words of affirmation is probably like on my lowest and receiving it's probably probably one of the lower ones as well Fair. i'd say like quality time is up there with mm. how, how i receive and how i give yeah love language Fair. i think mine has changed i think yeah i think that more i don't know i think it used to be like words of affirmation as well no i think it used to be words of affirmation as well I think that is still there, but I, I don't know. I think it, I'm still trying to work it out. I'm still trying to work it out. Oh, you don't like, actually know what yours, no, how you like to receive it, no? I think words of affirmation is definitely up there. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it, like it's definitely up there. I would say and words I, of affirmation is like top one, if not two. And then I think maybe like, I don't know, I'm falling between, what are they? you got words of affirmation. Uh, physical touch. Physical touch. Quality time. Quality time. Acts of service. Acts of service. And then, is that it? No, there's five. Words of affirmation. Gifts. Gifts. Oh, gifts. Yeah, gifts. Is that what it is? Yeah, gifts, yeah. I think acts of service maybe is like kind of going up there. You like you like to give that or you like to receive I that? I like to receive that. Yeah, I think I like to receive that. I don't know. I'm kind of like trying to work it out. So I think I've just, I think I, I'm still trying to work this out because I think my love languages before were based on areas of in, inadequacy I hadn't dealt with. But now the more I've dealt with it... Inadequacies within yourself? Like, I think, yeah, I think that maybe time spent was a really big one because I was so codependent in my last few relationships. Fair. Where it's like, that's why it was such a big love language. But yeah. now the more I've like developed, I'm like, I don't really care about that as much anymore. About quality feel, time? Yeah, I can feel the affection and attention without needing to be around that person 24-7. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. feel like a really <clears throat> strong connection. So now I'm trying to figure out if that's the case, what a kind of like the things that are more important to me. So that's why I think it is changing. And I'm kind of trying to like work out what they are, you mm. know? I'm like, yeah, I think words of affirmation for sure. Cause I think that for me just builds into like open communication mm. and just being able to talk about how you feel and acknowledge the other person yeah. for, for doing nice things and doing things that, you know, like thanks for making me feel a certain way and all that kind of stuff. I think yeah. that feeds in for me words of affirmation. If that is kind yeah, of Yeah, Yeah, that would be on the same way then. And then from yeah, it's just trying to figure out like what my other ones are really, like my top two. But that's just going to be a, a learning curve. Yeah, actual service is a good one. Yeah, because I think I it's, like that as well. Because yeah, I don't really even expect if someone much wakes me up people. with like a coffee. Yeah, I'm like that. A small gesture mm. is like it's really nice. It's thoughtful. It doesn't have to be like an extravagant fucking ex an extravagant thing. Mm. But it's like a really small gesture. You know, like I went past the shops and I know you like this chocolate whatever it is yeah and i bought this for you and i'm just like that's so Aww. just no i know it's nice yeah i know <laughs> big man yeah exactly Oakley. he gets it uh, um but yeah but yes i think uh i think we're finished finito sweet i've got a bottomless brunch today so i cannot and wait I've, to get and i've got um, i've got work 
But um, thank you very much, everyone, oh. for listening in today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for um, tuning in. And always as a always, pleasure, never a chore. Follow us on all the different social media platforms. Yes, like, yeah. share, subscribe. Mm. And also, let us know the kind of stuff you want us talking about. We'll put up more, I think, like some that. IG stories yeah, on, our, on our Instagram page. And... Um, Oh yeah, on, so on our on our Instagram page and see what we can get because there's yes. definitely going to be like loads more things that we can touch on. I'm excited mm. to see what other topics we can get across. Bloody beautiful. Okay, everyone, yeah. thank you very much. Peace and love. Peace. Stay safe and enjoy your weekend. Bye. You're probably not listening on the weekend though. So no, it literally definitely. comes out on a yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Right, bye. See. Ya. <laughs> <laughs>